Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. One, two, get down. Paid the cost to be the boss. Listen to him, man. We, this is why we need a live stream. Because if y'all see the, the man that's behind this, we jamming right now. And he looks like he's Look 12, 12 years on, old, right? Man. And he's sitting over there. What you know about this? Why, what do I you know, know about this? Come meet us in person at the Green Turtle tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes, you got to see him. You got to see Eminem tomorrow. And baby AI, he walks in like a gunslinger. Yeah, look at he him. He walks in like... Look at him, brothers. Like, no, he walks in like he got a reputation. I know, it's something. Like everybody waiting on him <clears throat> to walk in. Craig been in here. Hoffman has been here like an, two hours ago. And I'm trying to figure out when the talent... Yeah. Meets the producer to work. What's going on? What the hell is going on? <laughs> you know, Butch McAdams, could anybody, could your assistant coaches show up after you? What <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> up, Butch? No. I didn't no. think so. No. I didn't think so. Man, baby AI, this is your time of the year, my friend. It's got to be exhilarating. Yes. To be a hoops guru and to see the game, how the game has evolved. Uh, you know, I was looking at a, a publication. I was get, trying to get ready to prepare for, for Linnell Willingham. And it really just talks about the global sport outside of the beautiful sport, soccer, not going to happen. It's basketball. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And you can thank, in part, the Dream Team, 1992. Yep. And I tell people, people say, well, you know, it was about getting the the pride back in America. No, it was about marketing the sport on a global basis. And this is the end result. And look, I got to come real as you always do, Doc. If it weren't for the international players, mm-hmm. <clears throat> how good of a product would the NBA be as we speak? You know, you take the international players out, Embiid, Giannis. Yeah. Yes. Giannis. Yeah. Yeah. On and on. Yeah. It's it's an okay product because it's hoops, but it's not great. So point well made, but man, this is uncharted waters here. And we can all look to the transfer portal. I think that's the key thing now. That is the key. And, you know, the old saying, you, you don't know the teams without a, a program. Mm-hmm. We need a program. Well, we need a program. You as a former coach, and looking at the teams that went in one, the one and done, that just redid themselves in one portal offseason – and look at the Final Four now, and this quote, Blue Bloods, get ready for it, almost as we had to get ready for the gasoline cars transition to electric. Yeah, right. It ain't going back. No. No. So no. it ain't going to be 
blue blood. It might be a, we may start a school yeah. one year, charter school. <laughs> and and all, all, all the top recruits come yeah, here. We yeah. got enough cash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we might be able to pull that yeah, off. NIL is a bad yeah, thing. So what do you make? I mean, the San Diego State, the Aztecs in mm-hmm. that. Of this group of Final Four, give us your breakdowns, Coach. Well, you look at the Aztecs, and let's go back to what you, you guys just said. During the COVID season, if you check their record, they were rolling. There was something like 30-2, and two, and then, of course, everything was shut down. Uh, but you've got at least four of those players that are currently playing that was a part of that group. So, no, these guys aren't your Patrick Ewins or your Chris Mullins or your Ralph Sampsons in terms of high-level talent, but in productivity, experience, maturity on the court, those things count. Those things count. Yeah. And, and so they, they have that. They also have depth. And so they, they're, they're a force. But now, if you want to go back to the old days and looking at a team that has the size, the experience, the talent, it's clearly UConn on paper. It's clearly UConn. Now, we look at UConn as one of the blue bloods, but I I get the conversation that we're having here. Those days of Kentucky, North Carolina, and Duke running the college basketball landscape are probably far behind us. Uh, well, excuse me, I, I didn't, wait, wait, I didn't, wait, mention, wait, I didn't did mention the Bruins. I wait a minute, did I just hear you? <laughs> Man, I'm thinking about, dude, you can't say. Blue blood with I got you. Yeah, you Go can't. You, you, you can't even but describe you see what I, it. You see what I got to deal with, Butch? That's, that's what no, I'm saying. No, no, no. Let 11 mean something. <laughs> it was something. real. Let 11 mean something. It should. It should, it should. mean something. Now, Coach, I, I was at the Wizards game last night, and they, they oh. did the formal inter- I know. They did the formal introduction <laughs> uh, for Georgetown's new head man on the hilltop, Coach Ed Cooley. Uh, we had you on uh, when when Pat Ewing and, and, the, and the school decided to part ways with each other. Now that we know that Ed Cooley is going to be the guy, what are your expectations for Georgetown, not in the future, but for this upcoming winter? Because if you heard Ed Cooley's introductory press conference, he's coming in guns a-blazing. Well, from what I'm hearing, that he's doing the right things uh, coming in. Um, I was told that he had a Zoom meeting with a lot of the former Georgetown legends, and that was a smart thing to connect himself. Uh, As we discussed, you've got to connect yourself with the community, with the basketball community, uh, i.e. the AAU programs, the high school coaches, et cetera. And I think he will do that. I think he knows how to do that. Um, and certainly, right away, you're going to see a tremendous improvement. Now, how long will it take to get him uh, in March madness? Uh, you know, we don't know. But I, I do know, and I would be tremendously disappointed if you don't see an improvement ASAP. Now, I'm looking at... Uh, whether or not any of his players from Providence. Well, he just had a four. He had a, just had a four-star point guard yesterday decommit from Providence and, and, and release a statement that he is going to follow Ed to Georgetown. So that's one. Case. So that's a that's a start right yeah. there. That's a start, and then to connect himself, as I stated, and you know, with the AAU groups and and a lot of these players that were opting to go to Michigan 
<laughs> and Iowa. I know. I think you're going to see a stop to that. Hey, Coach, this is Mike. Florida Atlantic has a chance at history if they're able to make it to the championship on Monday. Villanova was an eight seed in 1985 and won the championship. Florida Atlantic being a nine seed this year. Uh, who do you like to win the championship, and how do you think they're going to get it done? And maybe give us a, um, you know, a matchup on who do you think will be playing on Monday. Well, as one of your old mentors used to say, Kid Beatrice, I don't have a crystal ball, and St. <laughs> Peter doesn't whisper in my ear. Yeah. But just to look at it on paper, as I stated on paper, of course you don't play the game on paper, but on paper, I like UConn. I just think that right now that they're, they are the team. Now that Villanova, going back to 85, it was a little different story. They came in at an eighth seed, but as you recall, they played Georgetown, which they had played, what, two times right, right. Uh, you know, previously. And, and this is what, you know, people talk about the upset, the upset. And, yes, it was an upset. Because if Georgetown had won that game, that 85 version of the Hoyers, Doc mm-hmm. and all, we would be talking about as one of the greatest teams ever. Yep. All right. But also what people don't remember is that the two regular season games that the two teams had were very narrow margins. They weren't blowouts. Okay, so you you don't have that intimidation factor uh, with with that group. I don't know if I can say that with with UConn and Florida Atlantic. So I'm going to go with UConn winning the whole thing. That's that's who I'm going with on paper. I, that's my pick. I agree with you. Yeah, it's safe, but it doesn't seem to trend like to anything that's happened leading into this. Yeah, yeah but you know, it's, Cinderella eventually stops dancing. <laughs> okay, yeah. it, you know, it, it, it is, as Yogi Berra once said I'm in Yankee left field, it, it, it gets late real early. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I and that, I, yeah. yeah. And I think it's going to get late real early for some of these teams now uh, because, look, they got tape on them. They got a lot of tape on them, and you can't sneak up on anyone. And so, once again, I think D- uh, Danny Hurley is destined this year. Uh, they've, they're the closest thing to a blue blood program that's still dancing. So I like UConn. Now, hey, this entertainment purposes only. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, what do you guys think about the TV audience? Okay. Do you think that because you don't have a Duke, a Kentucky, a Carolina, or UCLA? Do you think that it's going to be one of the least watched Final Fours in history? Of course not, because the the thing that we may not have our blue bloods in it, but this gambling thing is taken over completely, and now there are folks that Great aren't point. even sports fans that are going to tune in and watch their money. Not because they know what well, the hell is going M&M's on. a perfect example. But, right, but M&M actually watches basketball. Like. Yeah, this new market. But the game and, and, and the, the girls' game – has evolved to a point now so entertaining. I might have oh, watched yeah. just as much of the ladies as I have the boy and yeah. the men or the boys and the girls this year and not being forced. 
I was usually following Gino. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I think, and, and I want to ask you, Coach, because you, you've been and you lived in that chair. Sure. I got to go back about Sonny Vaccaro. I got to talk about the Michael Jordan deal with the air and that new the flick that's coming out. But to be the hunted and the pressure of, of the sustained excellence, mm. that's the, to me, that's the whole carry. That's what I, I live to see it done. We're looking at like Popovich now, people are saying, oh, he's terrible. But is he really? Belichick hadn't won since now. Everybody's saying that. But look how long they sustained that success. Yeah. I mean, Pat Riley's influence, the Celtic run, all these legendary programs that mean a little bit more than just making money. I seem like it's it's coming back a little bit. Am I right? Or you wrong? are absolutely yeah. You're absolutely right. And as I think it was Red back once said, that talent will get you to the top, but character will keep you there. And you're talking right now about Coach Staley and South Carolina. They are the gold standard right now. Oh, my goodness, yes. And they know how to win. And and see, uh, that's the other side of it. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought her up. Yeah, that's, that's the other side of it. Because when you are used to winning, then no situation is going to be too large to overcome. Coach Morgan Wooten, the great DeMatha coach, used to say, you know, his team was down by two with five seconds to go. And during the timeout, he'd be in the huddle. He'd say, okay, guys, we got them right where we want them. And and I think that South Carolina, you got to beat them. They're not going to lose. You got to beat them. And it's tough to beat them. Going back to, again, I don't care who you are. If you're going to make a good chicken salad, you got to have good chicken. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Point blank. Yep. You know, it ain't a lot like the old saying. It ain't about the X's and O's. It's about the Johnny and the Joe's. Yep. Okay. Yes, sir. Or, or someone once said, recruiting is like shaving. If you don't do it regularly, eventually you start to look like a bum. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's I have really- heard that one. That's real. I hadn't heard that one, Coach. You didn't drop some more pearls on us. Yeah, but but the but, but can I talk about the NBA? Oh my goodness! We were gonna yeah, we'll get to yeah. that in the top of the two o'clock hour, Butch. But you know, Doc Walker's walking around here with, with his chest puffed out about his LA Lakers, and somebody's got to humble the man. <laughs> well, I think LeBron may humble him. Yeah, yeah, you I, I, know. But John, okay. okay, well, well you as a coach, mm-hmm. okay, it, you know, I thought I was nervous about his return. They said he would come off the bench, and I said, okay, but is he going to kill the flow? Because Breeze, them boys have been playing like yeah. they're hungry. They've been playing like they at the blacktop, <laughs> old school, just trying to keep a run so they could keep running. Right. That's you right. Know, they didn't care who scored as long as they won. And all of a sudden, your majesty comes back. <laughs> what would you call your majesty? Her majesty. Yeah, he comes back in, and he's not making all his shots. He's, he's just not LeBron yet. And yet, how do you lose – to the, the team was terrible, and they lose. Well, you just answered your own question. It's, it's chemistry. And LeBron is still a talented player, but he's nowhere near because Father Time is undefeated. Mm-hmm. And he's nowhere near what he was. And when he's on the court, let's be honest, he is a flow killer. 
He kills the flow. And when he was out, they had a much better flow, as you stated. Yeah. They had guys who were hungry, and they played better together, better chemistry, and they played harder. So, yeah, I think what you're seeing now with the Lakers is you guys talk about the flow, you know, being messed up. It feels like guys are deferring to LeBron because he's on the floor. I, I still, it's hard for me knowing LeBron James led teams in the past that have won championships. You put LeBron James and surround him with shooters. It's one of the most deadly combinations you can have in all of the sport, which is yeah. why I'm like, if they could do enough to punch their ticket into the dance. Who, who in the West wants to play them? And I think on the other side of the token, Butch, they're not scared of anybody. No, they're not going to be afraid of anybody. But, again, you talk about the LeBron in Cleveland is certainly not the LeBron uh, yeah. as we speak now, okay? And, yeah, you got to surround him with shooters. But the Lakers, with their current roster, They don't have a whole bunch of shooters, but going back to what we stated earlier, they depended on chemistry. They depended on the open man and the hot man. Okay, and with LeBron now, he's going to kill a lot of that, if not all of that. Well, you know, I've lost my edge, the enthusiasm over it. (laughs) And then I'm thinking – I'm going to pee with my son, who's a Celtics fanatic. Oh, man. And then that's why wagering. I, I, I respect Mike so much. Yeah. Because if I had that kind of courage, I would have gone large on them against the Wizards. It's crazy. They were like plus 450 last night against point. Washington. Man. That's my and, point. And, and, again, who would have thought the Celtics team that are still battling for the number one seed right. come in here and they're playing the Wizards without three starters? Right. What does that say? And where'd you well, go, Mikey? Did you, did you, you? I didn't touch that game, but the Celtics were favored by 11. Yeah, 11 and a half, I think, at tip-off. That, right? that tells me that you can't trust the Celtics. And I root. I have a personal interest for Boston because one of my former players, Tony Dobbins, is the number two assistant on the team. And so, you know, I want him to do well, so I root for him. But at times it's frustrating because you never know uh, which or what Tatum is going to show up. This guy's a double agent. Man, he can keep both teams in the game <laughs> single-handedly. And when he takes his shot, when, when he goes to the basket aggressively, he gets to his his – Spots like the elbows, he's nearly unstoppable. But when he thinks he's carry and starts shooting from the popcorn stand, <laughs> that's when he turns the ball over. Well, look, last night, none of the Celtics could shoot the ball. I believe I looked up at the end of three quarters, there were 8 of 34 uh, from downtown. Well, let me give you a stat that I saw that was amazing. For both teams combined from three-point range, they were approximately 34 for 82. Wow. That's combined. Now, the Wizards were holding up most of the end of that bargain, but Boston struggled last night uh, to shoot the rock. But, but to this, your point, this is the, what I don't understand, yeah. though. And the volume of threes is crazy to yeah. me. This is what I understand. 
if the three ball isn't going in, why do you continuously shoot it? You know, I yeah. I would call timeout and say, hey guys, <laughs> fast nickels always beat slow dimes. Huh? You know, I hey, start writing some of these down. <laughs> get to the rim, get to the rim, <laughs> and then that will make those threes easier. Yeah, right. You're correct. Hundred times. Right, but but to continuously shoot the same shot, it's not going in. It's not going in. I can't figure that one out, man. Yeah, and everybody shouldn't shoot. That's the other thing. <laughs> everybody wants to be Golden State. Every right, Golden State was a rare team that had multiple guys that could shoot the three, but very few teams are blessed with that. And so I always go back, Red back, Coach Thompson, Morgan Wooten, the great ones, role develop teams. Some guys, your job is to rebound. Some is to be a rim protector, to play defense. In the old days with the Celtics, you didn't see Casey Jones taking a lot of jump shots. All right, and I know the game has changed, but I think you you have to put guys in a position that they can succeed. But I'm looking at it. If Milwaukee, if they play their game, they're going to be tough to beat. Especially if they're healthy. If they're healthy, I mean, that, if they're healthy the and they play their play game, the sport. that's the big thing. You can't say if they're healthy. Hey, Coach, we appreciate you, man. Can you give our listeners a shout-out as to where you'll be performing on stage? you in Vegas, Atlantic City. So they can keep up with you. Well, they can keep up with me on the AfricanAmericanAthlete.com. Uh, check me out on Facebook, Butch McAdams, so you can follow me. And, of course, my um, radio show on the Urban One Station on Sunday. But always available for you guys, and uh, always enjoy coming on. Talking sports. Yeah, Thanks, good coach. news. Uh, Glenn Harris yes. has uh, got some good news. I think he'll be back at the crib shortly. So for our legendary brother in sports, we wish him nothing but the best. And we'll be in touch, Bush. Thank you. Thank you.